0: Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast, I'm Rob Murphy Ulster 36, Connacht 10 A landslide victory for Ulster Packy's with us, Williams with us Connacht weren't with it tonight in any way, shape, or form, after half time, it went from a poor performance to a time shambolic.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I don't know what do you what do you say to that. This, um, they've got two two very tough games to make up for that performance. No.
0: Simple as. I mean. 14-3 at half time fortunate to even have three on the board but I think for me and like feel free to pick other moments out I think the, the key point of the game was the six minutes after half time Ulster get ten points during that spell I think uh, Connacht give away six penalties in no more than six minutes
1: yeah penalty a minute and um, no fault
0: of any of those decisions
1: no some and um, a couple of petulant ones a couple of really uh, really branded penalties as well to give away um yeah, I, I mean, it's early days to be worried, but um, it puts you thinking.
0: Yeah. How do you keep a balance on it? Because no Keane Prendergast, no Finlay Beelam, no Mack Hansen, no Bundy Ackie, Jack Hardy's still injured. Connick kind of down to the type of squad that can take a huge chunk of players out like that and, and, you know, survive it. Ulster had plenty of players missing as well, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I know what you're getting at, but I, I, I don't know. I looked at the Connick pack, thought that's, that's a decent pack. They're, they're big, they're strong. I don't know I didn't think they did They lived up to it at all um, Well to what I thought They were going to bring To the game Every now and again There was a you know There was a good Double shot or something On uh, with a tackle But then they just Coughed up everything After making Ulster work And then they They didn't have to work at all To get their two tries It was just far too easy
0: I was on the uh, Last matchday podcast We did was the sale match And we were really excited By Josh Murphy Peter Dooley To a lesser extent Um you know, excited by the potential of what we we're hearing from Seamus Hurley Langton who came off the bench tonight I don't think we're coming away talking about any of those players with any massive amount of enthusiasm although let's be honest Murphy still looks like he's going to be a huge impact but your thoughts on some of the new guys David Hawkshaw is possibly the one positive but let's stay on the things that have not really delivered tonight
1: Yeah, I um, was, very, was very disappointed with Peter Dooley um, the scrum general was in general is in massive trouble Dave Heffernan had a really poor game I think Dylan Tierney uh, did really well when he came on Um, no he didn't do really well he did well when he came on Josh Murphy was probably the biggest bright spark in the whole game Connacht have an awful lot to work on now (laughs) at least they know at
0: least they know David Hawkshaw where we stay on the we're just skimming through the highlights to start before we get to the interviews but like I, his body language was probably the best of any player going off not because he was in any way trying to suggest that he's in great form but he's got to be happy with the fact that he made a bit of an impact that's all he could hope for individually
1: Absolutely I mean maybe they're a bit worried about his management or something like that but he took it to the line hard which is what you're looking for out of a, a 10 now um, but I don't know there wasn't a lot happening outside him um, there was you know some game kind of effort but uh, it, was, it was lacking was I don't know, it was lacking a lot of substance. It's a really watery performance, I don't know.
0: Let's get to the management. Uh, Andy Friend speaking to me after the game. Um, and we'll just come back to you. we have all the gear packed up and we'll get stuck into this. Andy Friend, uh, like I was just thinking, well, what's my first question? I think it's just, how do you explain that performance?
2: Uh, it's very hard to explain. Well, listen, we always knew it was going to be an arm wrestle up here, Rob. And uh, I thought at half time, um, I think the 36 minute mark, it was seven. Nil, And I, I turned to Pete and I said, I'd be happy with 7-0 just given the errors we've made there. Yeah. And then they got the try in the corner, um, which took it to 14-0. And then we got the penalty kick, so 14-3. Yeah, probably fair reflection of of, uh, of that. But the opening 10 minutes, we give away five pen- penalties, we piggyback them up the field, they get two, two easy scores and the game's over right there. So really, really disappointed with the way we... Um, we came out in the second half and we're on, the, we're on the end of a pretty heavy defeat.
0: When a group loses control of their discipline in a short space of time, like five minutes, like that, like what, what, what can be done? What should have been done to get control of that?
2: Well, all of those penalties are are totally controllable. You know, we've got offsides, we've got not roll away ways times two, we've got falling off your feet, we've got hitting a bloke off the ball after a kick. Like they're all controllable. Um, so that's something that uh, the individuals who make those errors have got to have a, a, a really good look at, and we've obviously got to have a good look at them too. But yeah, you that know, was all self-inflicted. That
0: where's that coming from? Where's that frustration coming from? Is that because they weren't finding their own form, and does it start to you f- start to come into the game then in terms of the way you defend?
2: Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's a, there's an element. I thought one of them was harsh. I thought Fitzy was actually pinned there, and it wasn't much he could do. But but the tackle tech there's got to be better. Otherwise, you don't get yourself in that position. But um, yeah, so th- there's a combination of things there, but but again, when a team's putting you under pressure, you tend to give away penalties. And and I thought Ulster were clinical in a lot of what they did there tonight. It was you know, you know what's coming. It's going to be a high punt, and they're going to chase well, and they're going to put you under pressure at the breakdown. And I thought they did that well. I thought they controlled their possession and the territory better than we did. And and then we know that if you give them penalties, they're going to kick to the corner, they're going to maul, and I thought they maul got the better of us. So we knew that was coming as well, but. Uh, listen, uh, we, we said at the front end of the game after two hours we're going to know exactly where we sit and we now know exactly where we sit we've got a lot of work to do.
0: Those players can't believe that Ulster are that far ahead of them but the reality is the rest of this competition the rest of the country are going to believe that Ulster are that far ahead of Connacht.
2: Yeah yeah, and they probably on that performance um, you know, you're only as good as your last game and that game wasn't good enough from us So, so we've now got a very big trip to South Africa to go away and and make some changes and try and get some wins there.
0: You know what we're doing. We're going two games in South Africa, then two inter provincials. We're doing the whole losing the run of ourselves in a kind of a midst of gloom of how tough this run is how are you stopping that ha- creeping into the group now.
2: Ah oh, well, again, it's I think human nature will, will will let your brain go and do that. But reality is, it's next week's another week. Next it's week's the an- champions' doing. Yeah, it is. It's another opportunity for us though. And I said, there's probably no one better than go and play when you. When you want to have a, you know, they didn't play this weekend, they'll have a look at that, and I would imagine they'd be sitting there saying, Oh, this will be easy, and then hopefully we're a different team and we turn up there in Cape Town on next Saturday night. So, but I so said, we've got a lot of work to do there, Rob, and uh, we're not running away from that.
0: You can't explain the details, but are there some elements of the pre season that fell out in that poor performance there that you felt, mm, I know what that's about?
2: I, I actually I was really, really happy with the pre season. I was really, really happy with the pre season. If anything, yeah, you know, we we had our last two trials. We had two trials in 3 3 days and it was 2 and a bit weeks ago. So we we felt we all felt that we were ready for that game, probably ready a week ago. Did we hold them too long? Well, that was the pre-season that you know, that were the trials that we had. So we we'll, we'll, we will reflect upon that, but I've been really happy with the effort that, that's gone into the pre-season. Um, it's hard to hard to say that looking at that now, but I was really happy with it. I am really happy with it. That we've we've increased running loads, we've increased strength. We put some good systems in place. We just didn't see it out there tonight, and uh, we know we need to be better, and we will
3: be.
0: One or two players have a chance now to get into the starting fifteen after all this, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, you know we we have a healthy squad. We've got our international players coming back next week, and uh, we as as we're Ulster, they were missing a few players. We we're missing a few players. Everyone's missing a few players this, this opening round, but um, there'll be a few boys disappointed with that, as they should be, and there'll be a few other boys be sitting there who didn't get a chance tonight saying well give me a shot and I'll say what I can do Andy thanks man thanks Rob
0: Gavin I'm just saying hard luck to you but at the same time you know those words won't mean much to you guys because you just didn't perform did you
4: no it was properly disappointing um, we gave them loads of access and they're a good side and we give a good side access like they're going to score so um, look we're, we're properly disappointed with that performance but we've got to take the learnings from it because we've got a quick turnaround now to go to South Africa
0: communication when things are going wrong that second half starts with a lot of penalties that must have been frustrating to watch from your perspective and from the other players
4: yeah 100% I think like you go on at half time you get the, the penalty just before half time you go to 11 points and then you go kick off you go penalty for not running away penalty for not running away penalty for not going away and they get back to that 14 part, points and they kick off again you go another penalty like it's very hard to build any momentum when you do that um, and Thing is, our own mistakes are uncontrollable, so that's something that we have to fix going forward
0: if people were to say oh it's early season and teams are a bit rusty if someone was trying to let you guys off the hook a bit and say look it's early season you're a bit rusty today what's your, what do you say to that
4: no, like, I'd say it's all our, own, it's all our own like, like that's I don't think that's rust I think it's just something that we have to look at as a team and also individuals that we have to be better um, I'd say they're a good side you can't give them that kind of access no matter what side of the season you're at when um, you give good side access they're going to score
0: you say they're a good side what makes them a good side what made them uh, punish Connick so effectively tonight
4: they're well drilled, like, and mm. um, they're very w- well drilled forward pack, they're very w- well, they're physical team, like, um, and you keep giving them that momentum, but then getting on the front foot, like, they're, they're going to score. So, um, that's probably the most disappointing part that we give them so much access.
0: Yeah, so much access. Obviously, the Stormer's coming, and people are going to suggest to you guys going into that game, you're playing the champions now, a tougher fixture than this. It's going to take some turnaround, yeah, it is, but
4: it's also like you've got to face our challenges head on, mm. So, um, no, we'll uh, have proper luck with it and then we'll, we'll fly over together. We're with each other for now for the next two weeks, so um, there'll be lots of conversations and lots of training to be done. And we'll fly into those challenges th- next week.
0: What was that dressing room like at half time? Was it was like a full time? Just give people an idea. I mean, I presume at these days there's no point shouting once the game is done.
4: No, I think it's uh, full time. It's just proper disappointment. Like I think, um, like we know, a lot of it was our own mistakes, mm. and our, like I keep saying, it was our own controllables, and that's probably the most frustrating part. Um, like if it's your own doing it's very frustrating and obviously there's bits of really good play from them but I think we put them in those positions and that's that's the thing that we will have to properly have a look at
0: can't be a bad thing I know you guys all want to hold your positions but there's a couple of uh, Irish internationals come back into the squad next week that's going to add a bit of bite to the training
4: yeah 100% no, and we're, we're looking forward to having them boys back they've had, had a great experience over the summer so um, they've already fed that experience back into us so uh, now look it'd be great to have them back and uh, a nice competition for places even harder and that's, that can only be a good thing thanks Kevin. thank you very much
0: the podcast continues uh, hopefully Alan's worked his editing magic on it and that gap was basically all about us going off to do interviews so it's, it's, the timeline might not make sense but anyway it's enough said uh, here we are back here you've heard from Andy Friend uh, like you know we were just debating the merits of where conic players sit in the pecking order after a performance like this but Andy Friend never holds back when he's critiquing his players it was hard to, you can never even overtake him when he's angry after a game because he's as angry as everyone else I think
1: yeah he looked it yeah. um, I wouldn't like to cross him no anyway that's for sure but he's right I mean that's it was an awful performance there's no um, yeah there's no there's nothing they can say there um, they can't blame anything by themselves so I don't
0: know um, after a night like that no one's going to start suddenly putting harder questions on Andy Friend but the bottom line William is the team keep performing like that himself Pete and the whole management team are going to be getting more of the critiques than even the players
5: it's about winning hmm. that's what sport nearly at any level is unless you're just playing for a bit of fun you got to win and they just didn't look like that tonight and they've got to get there's a lot of sorting out to do you're looking again to the international players coming back but there's a reality check coming because they're not going to be around all season. Bundy Ackie will probably play the next two games.
0: If you get seven games out of them in the campaign, that'd be amazing.
5: Yeah, you'll get some of the European stuff because they're released back from. Include
0: Europe, you might get seven or eight, yeah.
5: Yeah, and similarly, maybe for Finlay uh, and Mac Hansen is a central part of Ireland, and you cannot, the, the guys that come in to replace them have got to have more about what they're doing. There was nothing tonight, it was a shapeless performance really
0: Kieran Marmion uh, I just want to pick out some players and Marmion is a player that like you know I'm just wondering where is he like I mean packs going backwards how much do you blame a scrum half but you want Marmion one year out of from a World Cup hard done by 27 caps for Ireland probably should have had more when he was playing well but he's not playing well enough now to be in the conversation
5: well it's only one game And I think you have to give him that. It was a poor performance by his own standards tonight. He doesn't need us to tell him that. He'll be very frustrated with that. I thought. But you
0: don't have too many. You say it's only one game. You don't have too many opportunities to shine. A night like this, the only interpro.
5: You don't. But I don't. I, I don't think he will have been thinking about Ireland tonight. He'll be thinking about Connacht. No, I get that. And I think he's the sort of player that's resilient enough to come back. A lot of players have to come back and put their hands up when they're next selected, uh, and say I can do better, and I will do better. But there's going to be a very tough uh, review. I think it'll, it'll be a really, really hard one because there was, that just wasn't acceptable. And I think, yeah, stand by for. Well, we won't. We won't hear that, and we shouldn't. It's 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 in, yeah. within the team team, but it's about. Uh, putting up, accepting the responsibilities and you know the the analyst will be providing video footage and there'll be a lot of why did you do this, why did you do that what were you thinking
0: I'm just saying, I don't know if you want to add to it I'm just worried about where Marmion is right now I want to see him hitting the ground running he's a year out from a World Cup, he's a long shot but he has 27 caps he's in better performance than that over the next couple of weeks
1: Yeah, I think almost every player can come back from that him extreme uh, almost all of them I think it's beyond the capability of one or two players and you know
0: signs there tonight then that those players that you're speaking of are not going to make enough of an impact this season
1: no um, you know I'll leave that at that but I think they all can come back but it's really disappointing that they came out with a performance like that and Bear in mind. They had one more game than Ulster. Ulster didn't have their game against Glasgow. They had Ulster had you know uh, a lot of young players. that didn't you know not not a lot of caps between them, club caps and all that. And they all came up trumps.
0: Who who stood out for you from Ulster? Let's finish on that because I'm interested.
1: Well, the hooker Tom Stewart stood out for me. And uh, for
0: what reasons? Like just kind of give people an idea. Maybe people who didn't see this game.
1: Well, their line out was good. I mean I think Connack stole a line out all right, but the line out was really good. Um he made ground whenever he had the ball. Um he say, you know, he's nuggety as well and he seems strong. Um but you know, Connock didn't pressure him at all whereas you no, know, our experienced hooker, um, you know, had an awful night, uh, you know, had an awful night with with the ball and um so, you know, maybe there's something there that uh, you've got to give youth its head as well, like, and give them a chance if they're champing at the bit. Like, we saw it when they came on against Sale Sharks, all the young players got this great maul try. I remember looking at it there, uh, it was uh, Onda Butler, Sammy Lowe, uh Dara Murray, um, you know, Oshin McCormack. There was all these young players, and they, like, Sale were huge. And they, uh, they mauled really well against them. They got the maul try. their maul tried, their maul D was very good. Eventually, Sale got in over. But we kind of went back. To the lads We kind of You know That were there before And I think Sometimes you have to You have to play the younger guys Give them a give them a shot Like Do you know I think um, Dylan Tierney played well When he came on Hawkshaw was good When he came on I know Conor Fritz isn't old um, And Sam Millow as well Because I think Jack Andrew was Was beaten up there He was I thought he was very poor Had a very poor game So Yeah
0: just shows you the importance of that role importance of the likes of Beal and plays in that Right, to finish uh, William, just some highlights of the day Random point Tom Stewart has a strange throw technique It's like he winds up his hands in a kind of a, he shapes them into a circular motion His speed that he releases that ball It's just strange I don't know Anyone notice?
5: I did notice And the first time he did it I thought it was just an error Yeah Um
0: Redefining uh, a yeah. player.
5: Yeah, it's 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 possible that that's that's what they're what, what he's doing. But
0: because a lot of Ulster's throws were against huge pressure from Connick, like Connick yeah. were lifting guys, they were in their face, and they were belting, they were hitting yeah. their men.
5: Be worth keeping an eye on him during yeah, the definitely. season. Is he is he working on speed to get the job done rather than just lobbing it? I don't know. I don't know enough. Actually, I don't know enough about throwing the ball into the lineup. But that was unusual, and I think around the side. You know, that's old-fashioned Route 1 rugby. Connick didn't seem to have an answer to that. He just did simple things coming off the back of a rolling mall. Uh, old style. Austria
0: didn't complicate things. Didn't even have to bring in Bellicone or uh, Jacob Stocktail all that much. Uh, and they got the job done. <coughs> Any other highlights? It's a nice old set-up here. It wasn't a huge crowd.
5: No, and I, I think Saturday nights are a bit of an odd one. I mean, they just don't play games on it. They play a lot of European games on a Saturday, but they're usually in the afternoon. Um... So it was it was a decent enough crowd, but you would think maybe would it would have been a little bit bigger if it was a Friday night. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Uh, the bottom line is Connacht are getting on a bus tomorrow. They're in the hotel here in Belfast tonight. Bus tomorrow to Dublin. Training session, press conference Monday. I'll be on that. William's on the flight to South Africa. And we'll have full coverage from over there, yeah. Right, to wrap, uh, the Eagles, huge win. No better man than Paddy to talk about them because you understand all the work that goes into these squads and what they've been doing to go down to Munster win like that you've been on a lot of trips with this team all around the place and those kind of wins are rare and they're to be savoured and they're great signs
1: oh yeah no they're very good I was talking to a couple of the lads there um, a great performance by uh, a few players that were you know uh, that are on the Frenchies in Cold but they Butler done the good game Darren Murray again O'Shea McCormack so impressed
0: with him against Sale so impressed with him for the Irish but this a few weeks ago he's going, he's, he's going well enough that he could get a cap in the next month well do you know something
1: maybe it's time to start this kind of Ooh. this kind of thing yeah, you know um, put a bit of pressure on people um, Connacht in a funny way beginning of the season look, they look kind of stale out there in some ways I know there was new guys there but they can they can they can feed off the malaise a little bit so if you get somebody coming in where there's you know, there's a bounce off them and all that Like Hawkshaw and Blady looked a bit that way today when they came in they added a bit of spark
0: yeah, that's right he deserves talking about that it was a beautiful ah, try.
1: yeah it was it was um, but coming uh, back to the Eagles again, yeah, luckily yeah. Uh, Daniel Hawkshaw looks like he's done his shoulder um, but a uh, name to watch out for for everybody is uh, young Ben Slowman, John Devine
0: right go on Tell me more.
1: Extremely talented centre Matthew's brother, everybody that listens remember Matthew remembers Matthew from the under-20s last year but um, John Devine, quality quality player and uh, he's put in another good performance again I think.
0: Huge for everyone involved in the Eagles, William, I mean we're just watching that game there, Connacht getting beaten without some of their stars and then people say, jeez do Connect have strength and depth, can they compete? Great sign to counterpo- counterbalance that.
5: Many more performances like that and these players will be coming in. Okay. I think the there'll have to be a, a ruthlessness around to start looking at alternatives. You can't ship performances like that. You can't put many of them back to back. Otherwise your season is gonna be over before it starts. Let's not forget either, William. There's a lot of
1: performances like that last season. And that's they've had a summer to get that right. So it's it's and you know, there's we redefining the coaching setup so I don't know I'm, uh, yeah that's, it's worrisome, worrisome but I know it's only the first game but an awful lot of those performances similar to that were there last year
0: you see I think that's one of the things about these podcasts and what we do and how we cover things of course people can always turn around and say oh you guys you were writing them off after day one no one's writing anyone off which is what's great about these post game podcasts William I think is you just you say what you see like we do in the commentary, but with a little bit more time to pause and think. What we see is poor, but what we know is there's plenty of time to work on this.
5: Every game's a different game. Yeah. Um, but Niall is right. There There's there's stuff happening regularly that's the same for Connacht. Uh, heads dropping, bad decision making.
0: We're conceding tries at a rate that we... If you have to go back a decade for the amount of tries. There's another five to start this year.
5: Yeah, and that's, that's a real issue. But that's... They have plenty of time to fix it, but this seven-game stretch is very tough. And performances like that, they're not going to win any of those games. You're not going to win in South Africa playing like that. You're not going to beat Munster or Leinster. I don't care if it's in goal. If you put, come out and play like that, and you won't beat the, you might beat the Scarlets because you can never tell what they're going to do. But you sure as hell aren't going to go over to the Ospreys and win. There's, there's, you've got to get better. And I know they're going to go one game at a time, and players are coming back in, but there is a bit of a, a there is a sort of a, a deja vu feeling to that sort of performance tonight and it's time now to they'll have to get on top of it
0: it wouldn't be any harm that it came straight away um, anyways to finish well there's other bits but any other business to start with is all about Jimmy Duffy uh, a man we all know well but just to speak on the back he uh, superb to see him get that position with Western Force
1: yeah absolutely it's Kind of a shame here to go to the far side of the world to get a, um, a job like that, but um, Jimmy will make an absolute success of that. I've no doubt about it. He is an extremely respected coach with an absolutely huge skill set. He's double and triple jobbed in Connacht here for God knows how long. Um, you know, I know that when he took on that Irish under-20 job last year, um, that there was a ma- major, major worry about the pack and they were the pack were outstanding <laughs> yeah. just—it's—it's it's, um, his skill set is I'd say he's a borderline genius to be honest with you because um, I've absolutely huge respect for him, huge time for him cannot wait to see him make a go of this and um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more about it because I've only seen one article out there about it uh, and it's so surprising
0: I think both of you are a better place to speak about this. And yet, I was working in Connacht Rugby for a couple of years out of college. What, oh my God, how many years ago is it? Like nearly 19 years ago. And Jimmy Duffy was only a few years out of having to retire early from rugby. And just like you said, it was a part-time role he had in there. I have never seen someone so applied to the task. He's been at this for a couple of decades and he's still a young coach.
5: Yeah, very much so. Jimmy's a very interesting guy to talk to. He And he's agreed to talk to me very soon for the podcast. Cool.
0: Will you get him when he's down in Australia?
5: I don't know. it might said be before I, he leaves. I said I might get him before he leaves. I mean, I'm really delighted for him. Um, it's funny because he's he's regarded as a little bit of a home bird. He always wanted to be around home. So now he's gone as far away as you can go, just about.
0: It's far away, even in Australia, for Australians.
5: <laughs> well, it's the bizarre place, Perth, that it's actually closer to... Um, it's closer to Tokyo than it is to Sydney, I think. it's <laughs> It does live in its own little world there. I hope it goes really, really well for him. Um, it's a great opportunity. I think he'll grab it with both hands. I hope his family really enjoy it down there. It's a cracking outdoor city. Not a lot of use to somebody like me who doesn't do an awful lot of outdoors, but they will get a good... Spin out of that; they'll they'll really enjoy it, and I think he'll he'll blossom down there. I hope it goes brilliantly. for him
0: I love that; that's a positive way to finish after a muck night of rugby. Enough said.
1: Enough said, William. Let's hit the road. I'm not even sure it was as good
5: as muck.
0: <laughs> it wasn't even close to it. Right, guys, you guys are going back to Guy go. I'm going back to Mayo. We're packing up, folks. We'll talk to you during the week. So much more coverage to come from South Africa, uh, starting with the uh, press conference. Though before they leave on Monday, talk to you soon, folks
3: before we finish off the podcast just a quick thank you to all our patrons who've been supporting us Um, and if you'd like to support the podcast for the analysis and coverage that we give just such as this current podcast Um, we also have podcasts that go out uh, during the week where we give out the full audio of the press conference we then do a a midweek review stroke preview um, where we chat in more detail about the game and the implications of what's happened previous weekend and what might happen the next weekend and then we also have coaches interviews and next for the next couple of weeks we're going to have some real specials because William Davis has managed to secure a flight down to South Africa and we'll be joining the team down there and we'll be getting fairly regular updates from the tour to South Africa where Connacht will be taking on the Stormers and the Bulls so if you'd like to join us please sign up to patreon.com slash rugby for the price of a couple of cups of coffee a month and you know join us help us make sure we keep this podcast going and if you don't need to give us money just tell people about, tell people about us let people know we exist we're here to cover everything we can about Connacht rugby um, from all angles so if you can help we'd appreciate it thanks folks loose, cut it loose break out or nothing changes